This episode of Grease the Polls is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, where you can bet $5 on any sport and win $200 in free bets instantly. All you need to do is sign up with the link in the description, and you'll get $200 instantly after you place your first bet of $5 or more. Everyone could use some extra betting money, so don't let this opportunity go to waste. And with that, let's get into the episode. What is going on, everyone, and welcome into another episode of Grease the Polls. We're only days away, fellas. We are simply, was it three days? Three days at this point from the NFC Championship game. Obviously, Eagles, 49ers, the matchup we've all been waiting for. And, you know, I think after that last that last game against the Giants, um, everyone's confidence is at an all-time high. Um I mean, as it should be after you defeat a playoff team 38-7 to in the divisional round. I don't give a shit what you think of the Giants. You beat a team in the divisional round 38-7. to That's impressive. Um, and as the week has gone on, my confidence has not wavered, uh, even a little bit. And I just can't, I can't fight this feeling of – I just believe – that Brock Purdy is going to fold like a fucking lawn chair when he gets into Lincoln Financial Field and realizes the fan base and the team that he's up against. This guy, I just I just don't think he's ready for all this. I know everyone talks about how he's been calm, cool, and collective all season, yada, 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 whatever. He hasn't lost as a starter. Look, no rookies ever won in a, in a conference championship game 0-4. They lost by an average of 11 points. Brock Purdy's only played two away games this entire season. One was in Seattle against a team that, you know, we know Seattle's not that great. A lot of rookies, a lot of young players on both sides of the ball. And the other away game was a shootout with Jared Stidham in Las Vegas. Um, He's been terrible on the road all the way dating back to his college career. Uh, He's 20-4 and at home in Iowa State, 10-13 and on the road. And I can guarantee you he hasn't played in front of a crowd that will be as ruckus and just insane as the Philadelphia crowd will be at 3 p.m. sharp on Sunday afternoon at Lincoln Financial Field. Um, and as as long as he folds, that team's going to fold, in my opinion. I think if – because he needs to play – he needs to play great for them to even have a chance in this one. And I just don't see it. I just simply don't see it. What do you guys think? Uh, I mean, you're saying our confidence is at an all-time high. I, I'd say you're right because it just continues to rise as the as the days go on this week. When we sat down on Tuesday to talk about you know that Giants game on Saturday and and how we were feeling, I mean, we all felt great. But now that now as as we inch ever closer to this matchup with the 49ers at home, I just can't help but feel like it's gonna. It's I just can't. I just can't help but feel like we're going to win this game and i'm not saying by a sizable margin uh by any means but i think we're gonna go out there and really put on a show uh the philadelphia eagles are gonna beat the 49ers and i think brock purdy is gonna be a big reason why obviously just because of all the things that you just mentioned and also just the fact that i mean we have the best quarterback top three quarterback in the national football league right now under center like it's all about the quarterback matchup this is a quarterback driven league that's what the nfl is all about and if we're if and if we're able to get this kid to shit his pants early enough in this game 
then it's there's going to be no looking back. Like, but that it all it everything hinges on our defense there. Obviously, I know our offense is going to be great going up against any defense. Obviously, this is the best in the league. I'm not concerned about that. But what I'm going to need is our defense to be as great as they've ever been. It doesn't matter who's under center because I know that if they are if they play their best game, then Brock Purdy is going to be a non-factor, and therefore pretty much everything else on offense is a non-factor. And we may be getting 22 out of our 22 starters, obviously, for this game. Avante Maddox was in practice today, too. So that was another jolt of confidence. And, Brian, I know you aren't going to say it on the podcast, so I'm going to say it. Brian Cass made a great fucking hype video today, and that dropped, and that brought my confidence another notch higher. So that's where I'm sitting right now. Three days away. I can't believe it's three days. I'm really fucking pissed about it. I would like tomorrow to be Saturday. Uh, just a di- I, I don't need it to be the, the NFC Championship game right away. I could have a day in between. But having another two days to wait and just kind of stare down the barrel of this game is just going to be too much because I'm champing at the bit. Like, I'm ready to see the Eagles rock uh, at, at home on Sunday night. Or I guess Sunday afternoon. And uh, I know, Brian, you're going to be down there. Fucking enjoy that. Yes. But yes, I, I will. It, it's going to be a moment for all Eagles fans to enjoy, I think, on Sunday with the buildup this weekend and then obviously the game. I feel fucking fantastic. Frank, how you feeling? I I mean, I was ready to run through a brick wall after watching that hype video Brian put together. Very, very amazing job. I just want to say that up top. I feel like, honestly, you know, I don't want to – I don't want to discount Brock Purdy too much because weird stuff happens sometimes in the playoffs – and I do think he has done a pretty good job of not making horrendous mistakes. But going back and looking at the previous two playoff games he was in, he gave, like the Seahawks were in a position in the second half where they could have won that game. But they're young, they're undisciplined, they made some stupid mistakes, and the 49ers just have too many guys and they capitalized. Uh, the Cowboys defense throughout the entire game played well enough that if their offense had been up to the task, they probably should have won that game. So the Eagles are the most complete team that the 49ers have faced thus far in the playoffs. Anytime the Eagles have faced off against anybody with Jalen Hurts under center, they've never not been in a position to win the game, even in the games where they shot themselves in the foot, uh, you know, against the Colts, against the Commanders. Obviously, they wound up coming back to win that game against the Colts. Uh, That's the X factor of Jalen Hurts. And if you look at it side by side, ultimately, he's the thing that puts them over the top. And why, if you're an Eagles fan, you have to feel confident about the team's chances on Sunday. I I mean, obviously, you you have to, you know, they they have to play well. Like, you can't just expect to just walk over this team. They're, They're a good team. They're here for a reason. But at the same time, like, Quarterbacks win championships in the NFL. And who makes more sense hoisting the Lombardi Trophy at the end of the day? Brock Purdy or Jalen Hurts? Like, who can you imagine in your mind's eye? It's that simple. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is. I really do. And, look, I mean, Brock Purdy does deserve credit for everything that he's been able to accomplish. No question. Um, Like, I do give him respect in that sense but at the same time i just like like you said frank i mean the dallas game if dak prescott would have played as well as purdy did and purdy didn't even play outstanding he had a couple of plays here and there to help him 
uh, put his team over the top. But if Dak Prescott would have just played turnover free, they would have won that game. Um, the Seattle game, I think, was tied at halftime um, before you know the the floodgates kind of opened. Um, for me, really, what this game comes down to, and it's 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 simple. Um, obviously, the quarterback battle, you have the advantage there for the Eagles, and then you just have to win the turnover battle. You just have to win the turnover battle. If the Eagles win the turnover battle, they will win the game. That's just how it goes. It's how it's going all season. And when they lose it, sometimes they still win the game, you know, unless it's like zero to four, like the Washington game was, or you know, something along those lines, three to one, something like that. Um, and the Eagles all season, except for a, a little bit here and there at the end of the year, were the best team in the league at protecting the ball and the best team in the league at creating turnovers. Um, you know, we want to talk about the, the Niners, all we want about being a, a complete team and star-studded across the board. They're not as complete as the Eagles. They're just not. 17 of the 22 Eagles starters are either in the Pro Bowl or Pro Bowl alternates. That's fucking ridiculous. That's, that's absurd. That's two-thirds of the fucking team are good enough to be in the Pro Bowl. You know what I mean? I know the San Francisco 49ers have the name recognition, right? Like, people around the league know George Kittle before they know Dallas Goddard. They know Fred Warner before they know TJ Edwards. And they know Nick Bosa before they know Hassan Reddick. But from top to bottom, the Eagles are the better team. They just are. And, you know, there's simply not a weakness. There's just not a weakness. And like we said – time and time again i know that people point to our run defense as you know where you want to attack our defense what happened last week what happened when we played derrick henry what happened when we played saquon the first time what happened when we played the cowboys you know what i mean like i, I we face better running games on on the stat sheet this season you know we face better running backs so I just don't see them not answering the bell on the biggest stage that they've been in all season. When they've answered every single every single question we've thrown at them, they've answered it up until this point. So I just don't see them falling flat on their face at home in front of the best crowd in sports. I just don't see it happening. There are so many reasons why I think the Eagles are going to win. I'm like, huh, what am I going to say? Like, What's, what, what, what's going to tie in well with what Brian's saying? But I have so many... Just reasons why the Eagles are going to win. I, 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 it's, it's really difficult to pick one. Obviously, uh, you take a look at our run defense. People are like, oh, it was weak uh, at certain points of the year, spotty at some points. Uh, yeah, that's because Jordan Davis was out with an, you know, with an ankle issue. And then what did Howie Roseman do? He went and got two veteran D tackles. To, I mean, honestly, uh, decent moves that definitely bolster that run defense until Jordan Davis got back. He's going to be playing in this game. Like, we have Lane Johnson back. He's going to be playing. Like, there are so many reasons why we match up better uh, than the 49ers do. And it, people uh, in the national media just don't really seem to see that. They, they, they really are losing their mind. They are drooling over this 49ers roster, which I understand. Fred Warner is incredible to watch. They have a lot of very talented guys. But when you take a look at just a, a, a pure team aspect, they're – like Brian said, there's no weakness. There's nothing for me to sit and uh, worry about all week long and twiddle my thumbs and say, is X going to happen? Yeah, are we going to get like maybe carved up occasionally on underneath passes? 
you know, yeah, but we hit harder than any other football team in the league. So they're 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 going to think twice, you know, before trying to pick up some extra yards. This is a football team that uh, I think everybody should be afraid of, and I think it's comical that Debo Samuel thinks that uh, you know playing in San Francisco is anything like playing in Philadelphia. Now, I don't fully agree with the statement that some people make saying San Francisco 49ers don't have any fans. They're like one of the most followed teams in the NFL, but they're a lot. They're very much like Cowboys fans. They're fucking psychotic, weird people, uh, but not in a cool way, not in a way that's good, in a way that they think uh, that the San Francisco Niners are some, or 49ers are somehow being disrespected in the lead up to this game. I see people posting about that all over the timeline. And I'm just like, are you watching the same you know, segments I'm seeing on Twitter? Because I'm not watching ESPN because you know it's 99% 49ers propaganda. So there's no reason to even tune in. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, they can think whatever they want. They're coming into South Philadelphia on Sunday. And that's not going to look pretty for the 49ers. It's not going to look pretty for 49ers fans. Yeah, it's real cute. They put Brock Purdy on a Rocky poster and called him Brocky and fucking whatever. But, I mean, nobody gives a fuck about Rocky in this town. We care about actual people that actually existed and actually won games. And Brock Purdy's not going to be the guy, you know, you know, raising that NFC Championship trophy on Saturday. It's just not going to – or Sunday. It's just not going to be happening. Yeah. I the, the Debo Samuel comment about the 49ers having a louder stadium and all that was pretty funny. Uh, you know, the 49ers fans pretty much took over – the uh, the L the the LA stadium last year for the NFC Championship game, and it didn't matter. They still lost that game. So, uh, I, I mean, you, they they can say whatever they want about you know the atmosphere. They're going to be ready for it. Honestly, I don't I don't think that Brock Purdy will be ready for it because, I mean, you you just. The, the atmosphere is going to be so much more intense, such a magnitude more intense than anything he's ever faced. And, I mean, there was one quote that he gave a couple of weeks back when he was first taken over. He was like, oh, playing in the NFL is actually harder playing in college. Like, he's, he's, never, he's never experienced an atmosphere like this. And I think that they can catch him off guard with this defense and with the, with the raucous crowd, especially, you know, if, we, if we're able to pin them deep early. And he's got he's just surrounded by you know seventy thousand screaming lunatics, like he'll be shook. Yeah, and I really think getting pressure on him early and often is the key. And the Eagles are obviously well equipped to do that against any offensive line. Uh, I know San Francisco has a good one, um, but at the end of the day, I think they like Trent Williams is really the only guy where I look at their offensive line. I'm like, yeah, he's a complete stud. Like that guy's a future hall of famer. No one's going to argue that. Um, but the Eagles had four guys that went over 10 sacks this year. You know, we have 75 fucking sacks as a team. Um, Trent Williams can't block four guys at once. I don't care how good he is. I don't care if he's first ballot hall of famer. He's not blocking four guys. Um, their guy, Mike McGlinchey, Philly guy. He's having a down year. He can be had. Um, their interior, offensive line not as great as our interior offensive line um and like when you look at san francisco um obviously everyone points to nick bosa but you take nick bosa off that defensive line and it's average you know above average at best he accounts for like almost 30 percent of their fucking sacks this year so like i think we'll have a game plan in place to be able to slow him down and i know for a fact that 
Jonathan Gannon is going to be able to scheme up ways to get guys free uh, defensively to get pressure on Brock Purdy and first force him into some untimely interceptions. Absolutely, dude. That Hassan Reddick stunt move, and then he's going to flush Brock Purdy out of the pocket, and you know he's going to run back like 20 yards like a little bitch because he's a child still. So that's that's what's going to happen. And and it's not going to happen every play, uh, but it's going to happen enough that, you know, he's going to get happy feet in the pocket. And if we can continue to do that early on, uh, you know, it's going to be great. And, you know, conversely, when we have the football, I mean, you're right, we do have a game plan to slow down Nick Bosa. It's called our, you know, stud right and left tackle. You know, no matter where they line him up, it's not like, oh, we can move him away from one guy. Uh, move him away from Lane Johnson, match him up with, oh, Jordan Mailata. Yeah, good fucking luck. Like, it's not that I'm going to take anything away from the talent that San Francisco has. It's just we're just better. It, it, and it's hard uh, for me to wrap my head around the fact that people just can't see that because, uh, obviously, we've won so many games. We've won more games than anybody else this year. And, yeah, I don't care if you don't know our linebacker's name. Uh, it's clear that he's better than yours, most likely. Uh, that's just kind of how it's uh, played out this year and the disrespect that this team continues to see is ridiculous Hassan Reddick no defensive player of the year finalist obviously not going to win it like what is that about Jalen Hurts nowhere near the MVP uh to win it's just not it's not fair uh you know it's just people aren't seeing it with their eyes Nick Sirianni uh coach of the year finalist uh didn't win um or top five coach of the year he didn't even become a finalist the only guy that got his due this year was Howie Roseman with executive of the year obviously who the fuck else would have won that but it's clear that uh you know this team continues to be disrespected and the idea that it's the opposite or or the fact that the eagles are somehow overrated by anybody uh outside of philadelphia or even inside of philadelphia i think the way we're talking about them in such glowing terms we are perfectly rating the philadelphia eagles by what we're saying we're not overrating if anything i feel like at times i'm understating which is hard for me to do in a situation like this I honestly, like, I don't really see it as us being disrespected, to be honest. I think a lot of people have given us respect. Um, and for me, the motivation for this game is just, look, we're the fucking best, and we're going to show you that we're the best. And we don't give a fuck if you think we're the best or if you don't think we're the best. We know we are, and we go out and we prove that every single Sunday, and we're going to do it again this Sunday. You know, It's more about just being as good as you can on that individual day. Like, the underdog thing, like, you know, we are favorites in this game. It's not like we are underdogs. Um, I think this is more about just putting a stamp on this season as one of the best Eagles teams, if not the best Eagles team we've ever seen. I mean, if they can go on and win the Super Bowl, this probably is the best Eagles team we've ever seen. Um, in terms of pure talent for this one year could go down as one of the best teams of all time. And I don't think that's an exaggeration. I really don't. Um, and I really think that's just what this is about. Like, I don't, to me, I don't really think anyone's disrespecting us. I think people are giving us respect, but I think this is about proving that like we're all time great. We're not well, just, this isn't just 2022 great. We're all time great. And winning a Super Bowl certainly solidifies that. It's not so much as being disrespected, and you're right there, but it's the fact that no, that everybody hasn't already bent the fucking knee 
and, pled, and pledged fealty to the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. That bothers me so fucking much. The fact that people even think anybody can fucking beat this team drives me up a fucking wall. Uh, and that's, I guess that's where I stand. And I interpret it as disrespect because anything I don't like, I find to be disrespectful. So I, 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 I guess I, I do concede that point. But the fact that people are just giving the 40, are saying that Brock Purdy could even do anything. The fact that one person says that to me is disrespectful. Uh, I, and you're right. We are favorites. The line continues to move, uh, you know, in our favor. Uh, but it, and the national media, uh, more or less, you know, I think they like the narrative of the 49ers, but I think they all know in their heart of hearts, you know, you can see it in their eyes. Uh, they know what they're saying is is a lie if it's, if it's anything anti-birds. So uh, that's where I'm on with that. Well, you know, uh, it, it's not disrespect. It's It's hatred. It's... The Eagles are, they are, Spellacy. the Eagles, yeah, the Eagles are Genghis Khan marching across the plains of Central Asia, just laying waste to villages and towns. And at the at, people don't like that. People don't like being dominated. They don't like having to bend the knee. They don't like having a team that is so much better than them that they can't do anything to stop it. So, and the media really doesn't like it because it's a boring story to say, ah, well, you know, the Eagles are just, you know, better. So, ah, it's a nice story for San Francisco, but uh, Brock Purdy's a rookie quarterback who's has six starts under his belt, and he's probably going to be insanely overmatched in this game. That's boring. They want, they want the Rocky story. But guess what? At the end of the first Rocky, Rocky gets his ass kicked by Apollo Creed. It's a miracle he's able to stay on his feet. That's the like that's like the inspirational ending is that he has brain damage but he's able to stay on his feet. Like that there weren't supposed to be sequels to Rocky. It just made too much money. So I I love it. I love being the villain in this scenario. I like watching national media figures have to come up with excuses about why another team has a chance cuz there is no there is no real chance like there there's no real chance that the eagles aren't better on 90 out of 100 sundays than the 49ers if we're being honest i really i really do believe that i i'm not saying they're gonna blow them out or anything um i do think the 49ers are too talented for that but at the same time there's a possibility we could blow them out if things break right i can't imagine a scenario where the 49ers are able to blow out the eagles i just that's the that's the you know that's the difference between the two teams. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I for me, this is when the the cute narrative meets reality. Um, it's when the story just goes off the rails, and you realize, oh wait, oh wait, this is real life. This isn't Cinderella. This isn't a fucking Pixar movie. You know, this isn't a Disney blockbuster. There is there isn't going to be a happy ending for Brock Purdy. I'm sorry. I'm, I hate to break it to him, but reality reality hurts sometimes. Sometimes the truth hurts. Sometimes you can't handle the truth. But you're going to have to on Sunday. That's just how it's going to go. Um, I do want to talk just, like, about specific things with the game because, obviously, we've just kind of been talking about how much we're amped up for this thing. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah it's hard to parse through my thoughts. I, yeah. I, I think now that we're 20 minutes in, we can really buckle, yeah, buckle let's, down. And let's <laughs> just talk about... <laughs> Say one thing that isn't abstract. Yeah, just 
some some football talk now. Let's get yeah. Let's get, let's get into it. Let's say. Um, so offensively, obviously, San Francisco is very good at stopping the run. We all know that. Um, they're just really good in the middle of the field, right? They have Hufanga at safety, Fred Warner, Drake Greenlaw, probably best linebacking duo in the game, and then obviously their defensive line is stout as well. Um, I don't put it past the Eagles to be able to run the ball against them because they've been able to dice up the best running defenses in the league for the past two years. Um you know, and they're coming off a game where they had almost 200, uh, actually over 250 yards on the ground. So, like, obviously that's in play. I don't, I'm not going to say we shouldn't run the ball or we can't run the ball against this team because we all know that's not true. But for me, I think the guy who's really going to come through on Sunday, um, and he's going to, if he hasn't already, um, proven that he was worth that first round pick that we gave up and that contract. I think it's going to be A.J. Brown's day. I really do. I think, obviously, he's already broken franchise records. Like, he's had one of the best seasons an Eagles receiver has ever had. I think Sunday is where he really, really, really earns his stripes and etches his name already into just the hearts of Eagles fans everywhere because, look, he only had three catches or 22 yards against the Giants. It was an uncharacteristically quiet game for him. Obviously, he was still down there blocking for his runners because we were just running right down the Giants' throat. But when you look at San Francisco's defense, really their major question mark is on the outside uh, with their cornerbacks. And I believe the last time A.J. Brown played San Francisco, he had 11 catches for 140 yards. So there's that. And he's always been a player where, like, if he has a quiet game, he bounces back in a big way the next game. We've seen that time and time again this season. Um, And he's the type of receiver that can match the Niners' physicality, right? Like, he's going to be able to break tackles. He can go across the middle and make the tough catches. And he can obviously take the top off of defense as well. And I don't think the – I just don't think the Niners are equipped to – not only slow him down, but then have to worry about the rest of the weapons, right? Like, A.J. Brown did that against the Niners last year on the Titans with Julio (laughs) Jones as his wide receiver, too. And uh, do you guys know anyone else? Because I don't. Um, And that's exactly my point. When did Corey Davis go to the Jets? That's the only other Titans. I don't even think he was there, honestly. I don't think he (laughs) was there. I think he was gone at that point. And I'm almost positive, I'm almost positive that Derrick Henry didn't even play in that game. So... The fact that he was able to do that when he's, like, the only weapon on the offense speaks to how good he is. And it also speaks to the fact that, hey, maybe this guy could even outdo that performance when he has Devontae Smith on the other side and Dallas Goddard in the middle and obviously the running game that has to be accounted for and then just hurts scrambling around when nothing's open. Um, I really think A.J. Brown takes over this game. Um I just feel it in my bones, uh, and I, I don't think – like, I know San Francisco is good against tight ends, and they're good against the run. So I, I honestly just think A.J. Brown is a natural X factor for me because I just don't think they have anyone on their defense that can match up with him man-to-man. And like I said, he can match that physicality um, anywhere on the field. Absolutely. I mean, they ha- they're going to have to play a man-to-man, at least for, you know, portions of the game because – of exactly what you stated. Uh, the talent that we have elsewhere on the field is absolutely ridiculous. We have Miles Sanders, uh, Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell. At any point, I feel pretty good about any of those guys 
uh, coming out of the backfield, and then obviously Devontae Smith and uh, and Dallas Goddard as well. I mean, you're uh, I'm fine with them. Let it go ahead. You know, play the run as much as you want. You know, make you know Dallas Goddard's life a living hell over the middle. AJ Brown's going to get his. And if there was a guy that I think really, I mean, obviously it's sports. Nobody deserves anything. But if someone that I would like to see have a you know a breakout playoff game and absolutely dominate it would be AJ Brown especially uh after now that he's been asked about it whenever he's asked about it and you said that he always bounced back especially when he's asked about you know okay yeah you didn't get this many targets you didn't have this many yards are you frustrated he's like no I'm not because I know I'm gonna go fucking ape shit next game just shut up and allow me to do that and that's what he does and it's just his unique combination of size and speed that few wide receivers in this league have uh, that allows him to really play, you know, his game, whoever he's playing against. So I'm looking forward to seeing him. And also, I know that his presence is going to let Devontae Smith cook a little bit. And I, don't, I I wouldn't be surprised if we see both wide receivers get in the end zone. I wouldn't be. Just because of just because of that's the weak point of that San Francisco defense. And, and uh, if you can call it a weak point, I mean, it's a very good defense. It's the number one defense. But this is the, you know, this is a fantastic football team in the Philadelphia Eagles with a lot of offensive weapons it's just hard to cover everybody it really is and it, I wish him luck honestly I would I, I wouldn't want that job yeah the Eagles wide receiver core matches up very well against the 49ers secondary and I do also feel like AJ Brown's just due for a monster game um yeah I I can't really imagine a scenario where they're like especially in the red zone i think he's going to do very well um that's one area where the eagles have really improved over last year i know that there's uh the the famous uh was it 90 yard 92 yard uh quez watkins catch and then they get down in the you know first and goal and they go four and out they didn't have aj brown last year the eagles defense the eagles offense is just i i think it's a as far as the matchup goes, Eagles receivers versus their defensive backs. Like, I I don't know how you scheme for it. I don't know how you scheme for two one thousand yard receivers who would be wide receiver ones. Any other you know any other they could, they could be wide receiver ones on any other team. So yeah, it's uh it, that's definitely a very favorable matchup for the Eagles. Yeah, I I. I... God, it's it's. I'm trying to like stay focused, but I'm just so fucking amped up for the game. And I was just, I just can't stop, just like getting. You're levitating. Up. I know. I literally am. Um, I guess the other matchup I actually am interested to see, and we kind of talked about it already. Um, we know Lane Johnson had a hell of a game last week, coming back from the injury. Um, looked completely healthy. Honestly, I don't know what they gave him. I don't know. Maybe he's just built different. Probably the latter. Probably the latter. Um, but obviously facing Nick Bosa will be a huge test. And that might be the best like individual matchup I can think of on either side of the ball for either team. Um, I mean, you're talking about the best pass rusher in the game against the best tackle in the game. Um, both are, are – I mean, Nick Bosa is young, but Lane Johnson – probably going to be a first ballot hall of famer nick bolsa's nick bolsa's tracking that way um will will he let up his first sack in two years on sunday no yeah i didn't no. i mean 
It's more of a rhetorical question. No, but yeah, but I'd like to. I, you know, I, I, it feels definitive to just kind of shut the door on that because yeah. shut the hell up, anybody that thinks that yeah. we're going to be cooking. No, Lane. Even at eighty percent, as we have always said, like he's still the best pass blocking tackle in football, and it's it's honestly not close. Like Trent Williams is really good in his own right, but. I mean, the dude hasn't given up a sack in two years. Do you think like, that's just like, so did you even it's mind-boggling? Lane Johnson like even missed a step, you know, against no. the Giants. Like I didn't even. I mean, obviously that's kind of part of the offensive lineman gig. Like if I don't notice you, you're like you're you're doing a great job, you know. Except for obviously he does some things that make to you know turns heads even for offensive linemen, which is notoriously hard for them to do. But I mean, taking a look at how he played, I mean, he just do it again. I mean, obviously, he's going up against a better talent. Uh, you know, no offense to Kayvon Thibodeau, but, I mean, this is a defensive player that you're nominee here and in, in, um, in, in Joey Bosa, so that'll be – or Nick Wait, Bosa. Joey? So that'll be – Joey, <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> fucking – that's fucking paisans. I get it. They all look the same to me. But <laughs> – what, um, what are you guys doing for the game? I know – I mean, I'm going. So that's, like, my brag of the week. It's been my brag for – Every single day, I've told at least one person that I'm going to the game. And As you should. I'm very fucking excited. I think I'm leaving my, my house, which is an hour away, at 6 o'clock in the morning. So I will be down there bright and early with a beer in my hand, um, looking to down at least 10 of those before I go in. And, uh, yeah, very excited for that. What are you guys doing? Yeah, that's the right way to do it. I think I'm going to be watching uh, with my family at my parents' house. I think that'll be... A good time, and then I can easily then hop on the regional rail and get back to Broad Street in the event of uh, of an Eagles victory. Uh, so that'll that be twenty minutes away. So that'd be good. Uh, I think it'll be. I think it'll be good too. So I can. Wa- I'll be able to watch the game. You know, I'll, I'll still have a few drinks, but I'll be able to really watch and really take it in. I, I and I hopefully it's a it's a game that I'll want to be doing that. Yeah, I think watching with the family is honestly kind of underrated sometimes. You know, like dude, just it's sit great. Down, you know, on the couch, getting a drink, eating some fucking pizza, and just, yeah, watching, like, just taking it all in. You know what I mean? Like, you got to love that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I, like, like for as many times as I've gone to Xfinity, I've much rather prefer just sitting at my house and watching yep. it. Because I just won't watch it if I go out to a place like Xfinity. It's just, mm-hmm. I'm going to get too drunk, and I just won't watch the game. That's just, it's as simple as that. It's the risky run. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to watch the game at my friend's house where I watched the divisional round game against the Giants. Smart. I don't don't want to mess with the vibes. Um, he may or may not know I'm going to be there. I'm just going to show up, see what happens. <laughs> you got to bring no, something. No, no, we're right? no, we're all we're, it's it, we're we're going over there. It's a plan. <laughs> it's um, a plan event. Okay. <laughs> it's not, I'm not I'm not going to stumble there drunk. Um, yeah, so I. I don't think, honestly, I don't. I don't know if I'm going to be taking part in any post-game activities. If they do win, I might. I, I might go down to Broad Street, but um, I'm kind Dude, of. Dude, I'll bring the that. Roadcaster Pro and like a and a portable battery. We'll set up right in front of City Hall and fucking live commentate. No I'm interviews. All right, I'm not fucking. There's one guy who does the man on the street videos. You can continue to do those. More than happy to allow that. We're gonna it's be doing a, it's yeah, an oversaturated market. This we're 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 gonna do our own thing. We're gonna do yeah. our own thing. So yeah, we're not barstool. We're fucking grease the poles. Mm-hmm. You know? We do our GTP. Own thing. Yeah, we'll just commentate. You know, 
I, I love commentating. Just I people love, watch. Yeah, just you people know? watch and commentate. That would be fun. I honestly yeah, don't awesome. even know, like, obviously it's going to be fully dependent on just the vibes at the time, but I don't even know, like, if we win, I don't know if I'm going to stay or, like, what's going to happen. Obviously, like, if we do win, like, and the vibes are just up, like, I will probably stay, but I don't know. Because then my ride will be gone. Like, cause That's I don't know, true. You know then I mean? you're I don't stranded. Know. Yeah, and I – nothing worse honestly just nothing worse than being stranded in philly you know yeah just hung over the next day trying to get back to the suburbs there's just really nothing worse than that <laughs> and i did that shit for the super bowl parade uh in 2018 and like obviously that was like one of the best days of my life but still like the next morning trying to you know like i, I remember trying to get into a friend's house at like four o'clock in the morning and no one's up and you're like need to get <laughs> oh, my good fucking, god you know i need to get my fucking keys like i need to get the fuck out of here and there's just no way you know what i mean like it just sucks dude it's it's fucking mm-hmm. awful and i don't want to be stuck in that predicament so yeah yeah we'll dude, see we'll see what happens but grease the polls update here uh literally in terms of the poll greasing i know frank you had a false uh yes i did false report so there was a false report that the polls at Frankfurt and Cotman were being greased. I went out of my way to go down on my lunch break and inspect the polls. Either they did a very shitty job of greasing the polls, or the guy who told me it was just lying and just like, you know, felt like being like, oh, I saw them greasing the polls up in the, on, on Frankfurt and Cotman, yeah. uh, which he probably like saw, they were probably like, changing a light bulb or something doing literally anything else to the polls yeah no they, they were not um but yeah i was there i was prepared to to live stream the poll greasing uh, uh unfortunately it was a false alarm i did think it would have been too early to grease i would the agree polls. like you, you want to do that like maybe the night before make sure you get a nice thick coat on there you know absolutely and the reason i bring that up not only because it's uh you know fuck that guy and it's a funny story but, uh, the, of course, Philadelphia Police Department has officially announced that the polls will be greased. Obviously, they're going to grease them. We know it won't work. Sound the alarm. The polls Sound are being the greased. Alarm. It's, this is per Chris, uh, Chris O'Connell uh, on Fox 29. Took a break from fear-mongering uh, to, <laughs> to, to, to tweeting, to tweeting uh, you, know, uh, you know, about crime 99% of the time to bring us a nice human interest story in the greasing of the polls. So that's very exciting. Uh, so if you are in the Philadelphia, uh, you know, if you're in the city proper, uh, please, you know, keep an eye out for those polls getting greased. Uh, you know, you can DM us on Twitter at Grease Polls Pod. Um, I don't know what we'll do after that, but we'll appreciate it. To, to yeah, it'll be cool. <laughs> it'd be pretty Send cool. Send us a selfie with the poll. Yeah, know? get we'll, us. We'll yeah. Post it. yeah, take a selfie um, with that poll. I feel like it just never works, though, when they when they grease polls. No. Like, it, like people still end up on top of them and jump and it. it like, what's the point? You know well, the I mean? thing like, is, it's eventually going to wear off. Like, you throw enough, th- you throw thousands of drunks at a greased-up pole, sooner or later, the grease is on the drunks. And, you know, <laughs> the last man to get to the pole climbs up top it, starts catching beers. That's just how exactly. it goes. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's, a- it's futile. It's futile effort. But still, you know, it's a tradition. We got to do it. Absolutely. And, I, yeah, I do, think, I do think at this point the city just knows it's funny. Like, I, I, I feel like they know it doesn't work, but they're like, yeah, I mean, we're just going to keep fucking doing it because 
why mess with a good thing you know why why absolutely ruin the name of our podcast uh you know that is so so that i definitely do do appreciate <laughs> and one thing too that i feel like a lot of people outside of you know this region don't know is like there are people who practice this like there is a there's a whole festival in south philadelphia where at the end of the day uh one day a year a bunch of people try and get they get hammered and they try and climb a grease pole so th there's sanctioned events for this so really when people are going out there like this is a this is as much a sport as the football being played all right maybe not you know that much but you, you the, the the point stands it's a it's a part of our cultural heritage at this point so whether or not the grease helps is irrelevant to the story now uh we've we've surpassed the need for it but we still use it you know it's and i i like that and i'm looking forward to seeing it uh you know out out and about town over the next couple of days it's gonna make things even more real i think yeah yeah that's like that's just one of those things where it's like it's almost like the the you know the painting of the lines on the field you know what i mean mm -hmm. or like just that that smell of this that crisp fall air you know september and you're like oh yeah this is this is football weather, you know. It's the same thing when you grease the poles. It's like, oh, oh, it's championship time. That's mm -hmm. that's what time we're in. Um, do we want to go to score predictions? Are we ready? Are we ready to just fucking lay it out there for the people? Yeah, I think All so. Right. Uh, who wants to start? Frank, you want to go? Yeah, sure. Why the hell not? I'm gonna I'm gonna probably not be right anyway. So um, I'll be right because the Eagles are. I'll be right because the Eagles are gonna win. Actually, I think I said 38 points last week, and they did do that. So you did. Uh, I believe you did. I'm not going to check the record. We'll just say I'm right. Uh, <laughs> we'll ride. I, th I think that it's going to be a little bit more high scoring than people predict, because I really do think that the Eagles wide receivers just match up so damn well against those, that secondary for the 49ers. I think it's going to be something along the lines of like, let's say 33, 23. I think that you're. I think you're going to have a, a relatively close game, but I think that at the end of the day, the Eagles are just going to pull away in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, for me personally, I also have the Niners scoring uh, 23 points, which is interesting. Um, I was thinking about because I I have the Eagles penciled in for 27. That's what I had. I'm like, all right, how many points are we going to allow? And I think 27-23 is a respectable game. This isn't me, you know, you know, backing out on anything or me, you know, me not being confident, but I think it'll be one of those games where we have the lead for quite a while and then they kind of score a garbage time touchdown. So it'd be like 27 to 16 with like 2 minutes left in the fourth quarter and then they score a kind of a meaningless touchdown. Is what I it's kind of the route I see this going. All right, all right. Those are respectable, you know. Those are respectable scores. Um, for me, honestly, I think the the number is twenty eight. Right. I think whoever gets the twenty eight points will win. Um, but I think the Eagles will score more than that. I think they're going to score thirty four. And, you know, like I said, I think Brock Purdy is going to fold. I, I think he is literally going to be a lawn chair out there. I don't think he's going to do anything. I think the Eagles are going to get in his head early i think the crowd is going to play a factor and i think once the eagles grow their lead to 14 to nothing i think that's pretty much going to be all she wrote um so my final score is going to be 33 to 10 eagles 
I think it's going to be a blowout. I oh, like wow. to blow them out. When I Brian do. predicts a blowout, you know the birds are in good fucking shape. Look, you know, because this is he's definitely the most analytical football mind on the show. So when he's saying this, he's really put time and thought into this. We're just the better team. I like, I, I like to just, make up the numbers. We're, we're the better team. We're when better. When you look at every position, we are just slightly better here and there. Like, that's just how it is. And the gap between the quarterbacks is tremendous. And when you're talking about teams that are, you know, quote-unquote evenly matched, the quarterback is what matters. And the, the Eagles have a clear advantage there. And I'll still take the Eagles' defensive line over theirs. I'll still take our offensive line over theirs. I'll take our secondary over theirs. You know, maybe I would take Christian McCaffrey over Miles Sanders, but our running game as a whole, when you count, you know, all three of our running backs and Jalen Hurts, I'll take that over what they have. Mm -hmm. And I'll take our receivers over what they have. You know? So, what? like, what am I missing? You know? Like, that's – when you look at it, the Eagles are just better. And they're playing at home. And we know what they can do at home, and we know what type of crowd that Brock Purdy is walking into. He's simply not ready. He's just not ready. It doesn't matter what he does. There's no amount of meditation or mental, uh, I don't know, fortitude practices that he could do before Sunday to get himself in shape to play. No, he's done for. He's not ready, and he won't be ready in time. And um, I think this will be the last time we're talking about Brock Purdy for a while, to be honest. I think Fine he's, by me. I think he's going to – lose in horrendous fashion and then the Niners are going to be back at square one wondering who's going to play quarterback next year so um yeah reality is going to meet the cute story on Sunday and the Eagles are going to go to the Super Bowl and I'm going to be there and I'm going to fucking see it in person and it's going to be fucking sick Fuck I can't yeah, wait dude. I can't fucking wait um any final thoughts here fellas before we close out this podcast yeah. Yeah, the road to greatness is littered with the bodies of the unworthy, and the 49ers will be joining uh, our numerous victims uh, on the side of that road. Yeah, I wouldn't. I couldn't have said it any better, Frank. Yeah, that any was, final thought. That was pretty perfect, Ryan. I, I don't. I don't want to add uh, anything I say, which is going to take away from that. I was cooking that up all episode. I was like, how am I going to phrase this? <laughs> I'm like, when am I going to put this in? And then I had, I had one final <laughs> thought. So it's my last thought. I love it. I'm, I'm yeah. done for the night thinking. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I put enough thought. I put enough thought into the day. Um, Fuck yeah, you did. And I just, yeah, I, I'm just. I don't even like. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. I just want the game to be here. You know, I'm at that point where I'm like, all right, it's time. You know, it's it's time. It's time to roll. And um, three days. Three days. We're well, less. That's all we need. Less. Wait. Less than that. If we're talking hour, we're we're hours away now. Really, like we're like. Are we a little 60, 67 hours or so away? As Where are we at on the doomsday clock for the 49ers? What's their doomsday clock at? They are at the 10, 10 seconds to midnight. To midnight. 10, 10 seconds to midnight. Yeah. Yeah. On, the, on the 49ers doomsday clock, folks. It's getting really dark in San Francisco. <laughs> um, and it's always sunny in Philly. So, you know. Damn that's, right. That's how. That's just, a, you know, I don't make up the rules. They just I just follow them. So. Um, all right, everyone. Thank you, as always, for listening to this episode of Grease the Polls. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, thelibertyline.com, or wherever you get your shows. <clears throat> you can find us on uh, social media, at Pod on Twitter and TikTok. And once again, everyone, thank you for listening. And go birds, baby. Go birds. Go birds.